Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the R-Truth about today's current events. Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, you know, after uh, after uh, yesterday, I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> just a quick note for everyone. I uh, just want to encourage everyone out there, make sure you get your cancer screenings, whether they're mass, um, do your... Um, uh, just do all endoscopies, your prostate, whatever. Get them screened. Get ahead of it. You don't want it ahead of you. So that's our public service announcement for everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> Glad to hear it. I, I bet you had a great time. So anyhow, <laughs> without further ado, you know, hey, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news. We'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Signal 50 podcast. This is our 72nd episode. Uh, after taking a little bit of a break, we're back. Uh, we happen to find ourselves in the middle of a very, very, very busy news cycle right now. And, you know, we were doing a little bit of thinking. I was doing a little bit of thinking. And things are moving so quickly that a lot of things are being left behind. So the way that we're recording and the way we're doing this now, we're learning, we're evolving, we're changing, we're trying a bunch of different things, see what works. Uh, I'd like to try this with you. Uh, there's a lot of things out on the news that everybody wants you to look at, right? But mm. There are things that were in the news that we may have already discussed or need further examination, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's, let's bring us up to date because you're not going to be listening to the program on the date that these news stories broke. But what we're going to do is we're going to put you in the way back machine here in the way back machine in today's news cycle can be what four days. Uh, well, are you talking about someone's average uh, attention span for the news? That's 24 hours versus um, what they want you to know, which could be two days or people like us that kind of keep going back and checking because we want more information or we want more information to make a, a, an informed decision. I think we go into four days. That would be us. About, about four days, right? I mean, yeah, everybody exactly. quickly moves on from a story in about four days and right. it's kind of left uh, like roadkill behind you as you're, as you're plowing headlong into uncharted territory, right? Right. Exactly. So some of the things that are on TV right now that we're, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of attention drawn to are obviously the potential conflict in uh, the Ukraine between the Ukrainians and the Russians with uh, amassing troops on the Russian border and our president deciding to send um, a couple thousand 82nd Airborne guys to Poland uh, for whatever reason, we're not going to get into it, but we're just, we'll just put a, put a flag in it and we'll talk about it another time. Mm -hmm. Uh, we apparently raided Syria, some Hmm. kind of an airstrike, uh, overnight and killed a, a, an ISIS leader. And apparently ISIS is, um, starting to reform, and get their act back together, and they might become a regional threat in uh, in the Middle East again at some point. Oh, I wonder uh, why. Yeah, I wonder why exactly. Mm. And you've got the uh, the geriatric rock stars of of years gone by, you know, pulling their music from Spotify to go ahead and and you know to be purveyors of medical information and to uh, discount people on on Spotify, specifically Joe Rogan. We'll talk a little bit about that as it would apply to something down below. Uh, as we move through the program here. So, and you know, and everybody's favorite idiot, Whoopi Goldberg Mm. decided that she would uh, open mouth, insert foot on her program uh, the other day. And she's, uh, she's sitting on the bench for a couple of weeks. It's, uh, 
benched. Yeah, suspended. she's benched. Suspended, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though. She's She may have been suspended. That means she can come back. Most people that are in the same situation or say something like that, um, the cancel culture would take them out and put them on the sideline if you were a conservative. Oh, for sure. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, so she's she's benched for a couple of weeks. You know, look, I, we don't want to spend a lot of time on this. We're going to get into more of the cancel culture stuff as we go forward. But, you know, you ever you ever look at it like uh, the the liberals and the progressives out there of the world, they've run out of people to cancel. Mm. So they're going to start eating their own. Right. And so yep. I think Whoopi Goldberg is next up on the buffet mm-hmm. and uh, that snake is starting to eat its own tail. Although so, if you just again, if it was a conservative, they'd want them canceled, quieted. Put your mask on, get a vax, and shush. If you were, if you're a liberal like Whippy Goldberg is, who touts the, you want to talk about misinformation, it's coming right out of her mouth. But she gets the chance to be suspended. Again, lip service or here, we're doing this. See, don't pay attention to what we're really doing behind the scenes of trying to create a narrative, but we're going to suspend Whippy Goldberg. See, we're doing it. Uh huh. That's, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Well, you know, uh, I think we need to apply the same rules to them as they would apply to us. But that's right. Move forward here. So that snake is starting to eat itself. They're going to start canceling each other here pretty quick. And it'll be fun to watch. You know, hey, rules for thee and not for me. You know, that that stuff is coming to an end because, you know, new rules. You know, you've got uh, some drama over at uh, CNN. Uh, Mark Zucker resigned, uh, you know, quite suddenly. Uh, after a 90% reduction in, in their viewership overall of mm-hmm. the network. And maybe the Cuomo uh, scandals and the sexual harassment stuff has got something to do with it there. Uh, I think uh, there are several other personalities there that uh, are also going to find themselves in hot water, like Don Lamont. Apparently, he's uh, under investigation for a um, sexual misdeed with a waiter in a restaurant where he inappropriately mm. touched another man. Uh, so I think he's going to be history too. So and, the, uh, um, the idea of, uh, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Maybe applies to this. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, you know, also, you know, uh, what you're being told and what you're being fed and it's being echoed on the mainstream media right now is Rachel Maddow. Also her program, uh, she was, she was big numbers for MSNBC. She was their big draw. Mm-hmm. She's on hiatus. Well, very easy. I know we're in the we're in the summation stage of what's going on in the news right now at this point in, in, the, in the timeline. Uh, Trump is not there to be the uh, quote whipping boy unquote right. Right. of the mainstream media to keep blaming him, blaming him because what we should really be doing is saying the current resident of the White House is doing this, this, and this, and why is this not happening? Why are we paying more in, in taxes and get ga- and gasoline and all this other stuff? Um, but right. there's no one left. So Rachel Maddow, uh, and a couple of them have really opened their mouth and asserted foot, um, yes. and said things to try and fill the 24 hour news cycle. And where do they find themselves saying things that were not supposed to be said? So the quiet parts being said out loud now, mm-hmm. they're starting to even eat their own, um, because they, they have nobody else to pick on anymore. You know, right. they have to, they, it's, it's really difficult to look in the mirror. Right. And, yeah. and they're finding themselves in the position of having to look in the mirror. So, you know, basically those are the, those are the stories that you're, you're looking at. And, and also a quick mention, we did not write it on the show notes here, a quick mention, you've got rallies up in Canada. Uh, you've got the truckers in Ottawa, and you've got uh, Justin Justine Trudeau who has fled. <laughs> He's fled Canada. Coward nineteen. 
he's fled Canada. And oh, he's out of Canada now. He's, so I he's. Don't, I don't believe that he is in Canada anymore. Where'd he uh, go? Rumor, rumor has it he's here in the states somewhere. What? Um, yeah, I have COVID. I've got to go. Blah, well, blah, I don't want him. Get out of here. I don't want him either. <laughs> We're going to do a, a whole show on the situation up in Canada. They are our neighbors to the north. And, you know, Justin Trudeau is a real interesting character, and their politics in Canada are very interesting. So we'll do it. We'll do something about that at another time. Uh, but you've got 100,000 tractor trailers in Canada. Real quick. They're blocking border crossings. They're blocking everywhere. They're planning on taking their little party down to the Super Bowl, perhaps, and and mm. and maybe blocking off the Super Bowl because they're like, oh yeah, let's stick it to these people who are paying ten thousand dollars a seat for their thing, and and the mask mandates aren't going to apply to them, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and the vax man, you know, whatever. They're they're pissed, and they're rightfully pissed, and our and truckers here in this country are rightfully pissed too. So California is a very close uh, cousin to Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd say, yeah, yeah, they're bad. Newsom is a close cousin of Trudeau just because they think, think alike when it comes to their politics oh, yeah. and how they handle yeah. things. So maybe he's going to, maybe he wants an early seat to the Super Bowl. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, all I can tell you is there's a lot of stuff happening up there. And, and I don't want to take a lot of time with this because, you know, we've got a lot to get through here mm -hmm. in the program. We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, but what, what I thought was very funny was the mayor of Ottawa started calling all the tow truck companies in Canada mm. and they're like, Hey, we got to tow these trucks out of Ottawa. You know, they're blocking up everybody. They're pissing people off with their horns. They're blowing the horns. We got to get them out of here. These people, you know, okay. They've moved into Ottawa. All right. Mm -hmm. They've moved in. They, they even have a dog park. Mm. All right. So they've got a dog park. So I think that's like planting a flag. You know, they're feeding homeless people. They're shoveling the streets because mm -hmm. they can't plow. They got shovels. They're, they're, they're feeding people. They're, it's like a, they're playing hockey. They're, it's the most Canadian thing in the world. Most Canadian protests. They're very polite and they're, they're not causing any problems. Mm -hmm. Except, they're not being violent. They're not throwing, no, no, someone no. threw a, a swastiker flag up and then yeah. they, they didn't beat them. They took it down. They kicked them out of there and said, we don't want this. They're self-policing each other. Meanwhile, the real um, authoritarians who are trying to squell this narrative wants the military to come in and start uh, cleaning house. And the military is saying, uh -uh, they got guns. We don't want it. <laughs> well, the military, the military is like, nah, this is not our fight. Right. We don't, have a, charter. We don't have a charter to operate like that. Number one. Number yeah. two, if you ask us to do it, that's an unlawful order and we're not going to do it. Mm hmm. Even the RCMP is like, well, what would you like me to do? So back to the mayor of Ottawa calling the tow truck companies. Yeah, uh, it's really funny. I, I, this is hilarious, and and God bless the Canadians, and and mm. they are sticking together. And this is how it's done, people. You cannot be ruled by tyranny if you just don't let it happen, right? right. Just don't let it happen. And this is the greatest, the greatest use of their own crap against them. They're mm -hmm. calling the tow truck companies, and they're like, no, nope, no, nope, can't help you. <laughs> all my drive, we all have COVID. Can't help you. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we got COVID, eh? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think I think it's great um, what they're doing. I, yeah. You know, uh, who knew that the Canadians would be the leaders of the freedom fight? Um, generally, shot heard around the world. Yeah, they're uh, they're doing a good they're doing good stuff there, and I and I think it's uh, I think it's pretty funny. So, uh, good for them. Uh, kudos to them. They're doing a yep. great job. Awesome so, Keep it up. Hey, Exactly. So, you know, those are the stories that are that are really uh, the headlines that are being talked about right now. And, and I think they're going to find that the trucker uh, saga and the supply chain issue saga 
uh, that's going on. I think they're going to find that a little bit hard to um, ignore going forward. Right. Uh, even here in the United States, uh, because, you know, it's just wait until our truckers get involved. I mean, they mm. are. Yep. In that show, we'll talk about that. I heard some ways that they're communicating and getting around the sensors, but we'll talk about that another time. Well, they're, they're figuring it out. So, yep. um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens here. So, you know, okay. So that's, that's what's being talked about in the mainstream media, uh, Still not talking about the southern border uh, mm -hmm. in the mainstream media. Uh, most people have forgotten that that's a problem. Uh, you know, there's there's things going on that that are being ignored, and and we don't want people to have that short attention span theater. So we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna catch up with those stories. We talked about it in one of our episodes. We're gonna we're gonna get an update for it, and we're gonna mm -hmm. give you some numbers. We're gonna give you some facts, and we're gonna move forward like that. We know. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, in the new episode moving forward, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Beijing Olympics mm. uh, that are starting here pretty quickly, and how how we feel about that. That's just we're going. Bravo and I are just going to have a conversation about it, and, right. and like we always do, formulate your own opinion. But yeah. we have some we have some strong feelings about it. We want to we want to discuss. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about episode sixty nine, um, where we a DARPA one. Yeah, where we discuss DARPA and the EcoHealth Alliance and mm -hmm. and the funding uh, BAA for the biotech research that EcoHealth Alliance uh, put in for, and the report that was written uh, by the Marine Corps Major for the Inspector General. Yeah, that was that was DARPA one hundred and one, uh, and yes. it actually went to two hundred and one just because of the level of the uh, information that we provided. Uh, yes. A lot of people are listening to it just and we thank you for doing that um if you have any comments about it make sure you get it to us on our getter page yep and our handles below um there are names so shoot us in there are, send us an email sig50 podcast at protonmail.com right so we're going to talk a little bit we mentioned a little something in one of the episodes about the um the indian government uh suing the world health organization okay mm. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. There's there's something there to discuss, and that's mm -hmm. an evolving that's an evolving thing that people need to be keeping an eye on. Right. And you know, we we I threw this in in this episode. It's it's not a past story, but it it is a past story because Bravo and I discussed this quite a long time ago about um, Project Veritas had a whistleblower come forward from uh, Louisiana Health uh, Service, and they're talking about. You know, there's a difference between people being admitted with COVID and because of COVID. Right. And we want to talk a little bit about the Project Veritas whistleblower that just came forward with the information that she has to go to show everybody that there's there's a a very deep disconnect here uh, and people aren't really paying attention to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that being said, you know, we have a lot to talk about and let's just start out, you know, let's talk about the Olympics, the Olympic mm -hmm. Games. The Olympics, yeah. things that we used to be excited about. Oh, right. I don't know, 1980, the hockey uh, triumph over the Soviet Union. Uh, 19, it was close to our backyards. Uh, yes, it was. We were both. I was. I happened to, you know, I, I happened to be in Florida at the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I that that took place. 1980. 
1980. Wow, that was a very long time ago. But 42 I, years ago. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Man, that movie Miracle is out there. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Miracle, but with uh, Kurt Russell, but you need to right. uh, you need to watch that. It was quite incredible. Right. And uh, just for 1980, Empire Strikes Back. That was that was what I was excited about, number one. But the Olympics well, came in at a close number two. We're dating ourselves here. So, yes. So, just okay. So, so I, I've got a question to ask about the Beijing Olympics. You know, it's the mm. Winter Olympics. You know, it's near and dear to my heart. As a youngster, I, I, I grew up at a ski area. I raced. I, I tried out for all sorts of stuff. And we did all the things, right? We mm-hmm. did all the things. We skied. We we followed skiing. It was just, a, it was a passion. It was, it was a way of life for my family. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say this, but why in the hell are we participating? Oh, that's a great question <laughs> because the number one reason we bring that question up is, uh, isn't COVID a problem? Isn't it a pandemic throughout the world? And hasn't China been seen locking people in their rooms and throwing all kinds of uh, toxic uh, de- um, de- uh, germinating type chemicals on the streets and making sure people don't you know, go and get garlic because that's what they use as a, as a treatment for the common cold. And if you go and get garlic, are you getting your, are they're they doing a, um, a COVID test on you. So they wow. seem to have a problem, but they're not sharing it with the world. And it really, well, I, I, I think it's even, I think it's even more than that. Bravo. Mm. I think, I think it's even bigger than that. I think the question needs to be asked, why the hell are we participating? Right. It's so dangerous. And why are we there? <laughs> Yeah, why are we sending people to the world? I mean, it, uh, from around the world to China. Now, I, I think everybody this this goes along with what we were talking about. I think you've got four days of memory in this country mm. or around the world. COVID nineteen came from freaking China. That's right. It's been proven. Okay. I don't want to hear anyone say it's from a right. wet market. No, there's a lab. No, They've been fussing around with the virus. It was weaponized. Oh, right. excuse me, gain of functioned. That's okay, a new so- verb. So let yeah. me ask another question. We've, we've already established that it came from China. We, we okay. know this. We know it came from China, right? Right. During this, when they discovered it, they kept people from flying around China, within China. But getting on a plane and flying internationally was just hunky freaking dory with them. That's right. Go to Italy. Go to go Los everywhere. Angeles. Go to New York. Have at it. No problem. That's right, but you couldn't fly around in China, and they were locking people up. January twenty twenty two, twenty twenty, even December twenty twenty and twenty nineteen. That's right, yep. absolutely. So yep. why are we rewarding these people for spreading this around the world when they should be paying billion dollars in reparations? Just saying. Well, yeah. Why are we Why are we doing it right. now? You know, another thing is, you know, we're trying to investigate the origins and and try to ha- get a better handle on it. The Chinese aren't participating or cooperating whatsoever in in any kind of request for information. We know nothing. We yeah, know nothing. What are you talking about? about? There's no COVID. Yeah, no. So what nose. are you talking about? You know, it's not us. Came you know came from a bat. Well, it might have originally some of it, but manipulated by your laboratory people with help from Fauci, but they're not admitting to that. Right. They were just and Fauci's quiet all of a sudden. By the way, yeah, he is. Yeah. We'll talk about that here as we move forward. Mm. But, uh, so, you know, we, we quit. Why are we going, you know, right. the, the, the Chinese 
are, were instrumental in the spread of a virus that's responsible directly, indirectly, hard to say, another thing we're going to discuss going forward. Let's just say they participated and had a, a leading role in one of the most impactful events uh, of, of at least my lifetime or maybe of, of this century. Like I said in a previous episode that you've listened to, not belittling World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, you know, the big events and 9-11. Those events had a very limited impact on your day-to-day, mm-hmm. okay? A lot of people haven't been able to leave their houses in like two years around the world, like Australia, New Zealand, and a few other countries, Austria, you know, you name it. People and they're doubling have, down, tripling down. And they are. Yeah, they are. So we'll right. talk about that later. But this had an impact on everybody on the planet in one way or the other. So this was a very consequential thing. This is no small thing. Right. We all understand that. And I'm not trying to belittle anything else. Right. What I'm trying to say is they're not cooperating and investigating. They're not taking any responsibility. And in fact, they may very well may have been responsible for the spread of this virus around the world. Hey, so Alpha, here's another reason why we shouldn't be going to the Chinese Olympics. Um, the CCP Olympics, as I like to call them. Uh, the Uyghur concentration camps, they're real. Yes, they right. are. They have forced labor that are going on there. They're confined. They can't move around. Yes. They're treated like subhuman, uh, yes. you know, cattle, basically. Oh, and by the way, when they need organs to sell, because there's a lot of money, kids and adults alike, they use them as uh, organ okay. f- factories. Yeah. yeah. And they sell them to wherever who, the highest bidder. I've, I understand that a, card, a pediatric heart will get $225,000 uh, for, for a pediatric heart. So... These are, this is, this is real when people have come out, especially like, you know, they, they focus on the sports athletes, you know, the NBA, yes. uh, the couple of the basketball players came out and said, you know, I'm, I'm against the Uyghur concentration camps and human rights for China. All of a sudden the NBA shunned them, suspended them, gave them COVID and got them out of the league. Right. I mean, the NBA sees the opportunity to, to film or to uh, show their games out into the Chinese uh, population, right? You're looking for eyeballs to show this kind of stuff. Well, also, also that's where they get all their merchandise from. It's all made in China. Right. And, and again, someone's beholden to someone else. And there seems to be a pattern developing here, Alpha. I really see it that oh, it's all someone is, someone is, someone's paying someone else to do yep. something. They give them a lot of power and control, but the control is not, and the person that's getting the money, it's the control that's being uh, forced via that money. So, yes, I, I got to tell you, um, that's bad stuff. Why are we rewarding China by going to the Olympics? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, not to mention that you've got the Chinese. They're 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 cruising through the South China Sea, right? Mm-hmm. They're building little islands, and they're they're being open openly hostile to like their neighbors in Vietnam and Thailand. Uh, they're building islands and they're militarizing them. And they're, they're incredibly dangerous, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going to do. Um, they're creating a military presence, a strategic military presence throughout the South China Sea. They go in, they, they bring in dredges and they bring in stuff. They find a shallow spot, they pump sand, and then they build an island 
and then mm. they put a landing strip on it and they put a military base on it and then they are extending their strategic reach of their military and increasing their ability to project force mm. so where whereas before okay so let's talk a little bit about military and whatever our our advantage as the united states is we're kind of a, an island unto ourselves right mm -hmm. We're very hard to invade, you know, by a, a serious military. Okay. A serious military. We, we have a big land mass. We've got a large armed population and we have a lot of money. We have a, a, a crap ton of money mm -hmm. and we built these things called aircraft carriers. Mm. We have heavy lift planes. We have the ability to move men and material at a moment's notice around the world. And with our strike capabilities from our carrier groups, mm -hmm. It's a carrier, it's cruisers, it's early Burks, it's mm -hmm. subs, it's et cetera, and nuclear submarines around the world. We can project an immense amount of force in a very short amount of time. Mm. China, on the other hand, they've got some subs, they've got some this, they've got some that. They don't have what we have. But allowing them to keep proliferating bases in strategic areas in Asia allows them the opportunity to go ahead and harass and control their neighbors. That's interesting. So let's let's talk about a little history, right? So if you go back again to the 1930s and 1938 specifically, when Nazi Germany came to power and the Olympics were going on, these were the Summer Olympics, and we sent our team to the Summer Olympics. Uh, we had a very good run, I think, um, uh, remind me who was uh, running Jesse Owens. I can't remember who the yes. athlete was. Yes. Gold medalist runner. Great. And you know, the Nazis weren't very keen on Jews or uh, different races. Anyone that everyone had to be white and everyone saw it as a big victory. But the problem was after the uh, flame was extinguished uh, at those, that those games, um, world war two started by uh, Germany um, traipsing into uh, Poland and running them all over and taking them over very quickly with their tanks. So I don't, I, I hate to be, uh, I hate to be uh, pessimistic here, Alpha, but do you think that there's a possibility after these Olympics stop that uh, China is going to say, okay, Taiwan's ours and go right in and take it. Completely Not trying to make possible. an alarm here, but <laughs> absolutely completely possible. Completely yeah. possible. You've got, you've got a, a, um, administration here that again don't want to root against the pilot of the plane you're riding on but you've got what we'll talk about it a little bit here going forward but I, I really highly question the motivation to contain china uh for they reasons. don't well, money again the same concept we just talked about money Compromised. They're compromised. Com it's totally possible that right. you know, there's a lot of compromising stuff that it has gone on over the years. And I don't know, but it certainly does feel like a setup. The same thing as the Nazis and their blitzkrieg across Europe. Mm. It certainly feels the same way. You know, the Chinese already have a jump start on the, on the concentration camps. They've got the Uyghurs in there and they're, you know, killing them. Uh, you know, because they don't like them because they're Muslim uh, and they're different than, than the godless Chinese. Um, yep. That's really, uh, it's a really complicated situation, but history does seem to be 
repeating itself. And I have no idea with all of the things that we've talked about why, why we're going, but you know what, when you fast forward the clock to 1980, right. Mm -hmm. We boycotted the summer Olympics. Right. Uh, Soviet union was, was not being nice. No, they were, they invaded Afghanistan. So that's right. That's why we decided that we weren't going to participate in those games. And Ronald Reagan was the president. So you have to ask your question, would a real leader of the United States of America would allow, would, would that person allow our athletes to travel to China, given the circumstances, what would Reagan have done? What would Reagan do right now? Oh, he'd say, we're not going period. We're not going period. No. Now well, here's something else that's just very quickly uh, looking back in the way back machine. Um, there was, uh, you know, former vice president Pence and uh, ambassador Halley both recommended back in 2020, early 2021, that we should find another place for the Olympics because of the way China's acting. And instead of doing that, they started throwing slings and arrows and he's this, that, and she's does this. And no one paid attention to the message that they were saying, whether you, whatever you think about them, but that was something that the gateway pundit wrote up. Right. Um, and it makes sense. You know, we should have thought about like, this, right? Well, we should have thought about this and then, you know, things happened and Trump lost the election for whatever reason. We'll talk about another time. And, uh, you know, this is what we have now. This is the situation we're in. You know, what would Trump have done? He would have been like, no, 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 no. We're not going to the Olympics. There's no, way. no, not until China pays us $20 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have a, we have a huge debt to China, right? Right. We borrowed a lot of money from them. Right. And we, we have a big trade deficit and we borrowed a lot of money from them. Trump was going to be like that. Nah, no, that that's done. And I and I still believe that that's what should be done. And that's how these people should be handled. Mm. Um, if you want my God's honest opinion about it. So what has Joe Biden done about it? Not a uh, Well, let me think about this here for a second. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Zero zip zilch. Nothing. Nothing at all. So you have to ask your question, why? Well, um, I think it goes back to because of the fact that we are beholden to China. He's behind beholden to China. Why? How is he? Is he compromised? Oh, I would say yes. I would say maybe. <laughs> I'd say I'd say the evidence would lead one to believe that there must be some kind of an arrangement there. Yes. Okay. They don't talk about it. They don't bring nope. it up. No. And they have the, and they have the, and so there's someone that, that is, that as, as the recipient of those funds, uh, from, let's just say China for a second here, we're just going to go into the supposed, uh, portion of this, uh, Joe Biden has been taking money from China or Russia or Ukraine, wherever he's, he's taking it from. And then they're, they're, they're coming back and saying, okay, you got our money. Now we need this favor done and you're going to do it. Or we're going to release this information or we're going to, you know, uh, and the press better get in line too, because we're shut paying up, them their you money. Shut up and do what we tell you, or or else. Right. So, so I, that that's just the, the hypothesis, everyone. I'm not. I'm not. You know, well, just thinking out loud. Well, let's talk about it. What are the tools of China or or another hostile actor in in the international dynamic? Right. Mm. How how do foreign powers gain influence or position uh, to an with an influential country like the United States? say we you know we are on paper the most powerful 
force in the world. Our economy is the strongest. Well, was the strongest in the world. Uh, our military is able to project force around the world and, and bend foreign policy to our will through force. If we, mm-hmm. if we must, you know, we reluctantly do that, but let's be honest, the military is to protect our, you know, our borders, uh, allegedly, uh, or to go project foreign policy decisions, uh, that have been made around the world, either as part of NATO or acting unilaterally, uh, to protect the strategic interests of the United States. So what are the tools of China in the international dynamic? How, how do they do it? They compromise people through financial transactions. Mm-hmm. It's called blackmail people. Mm-hmm. They and come in, they promise you the world. Uh, yep. they, they say, uh, you can, you can have a, a beautiful, great factory right here. Oh, and by the way, you got to hand us the plans for your, your planes that you're building here or your computers that you're building. here, Or, or even, even simpler than that. Um, you know, hey, uh, you know, we want to do some trade with your country and, you know, we're running into some roadblocks, you know, what political action committee can we funnel some money to you through? Or, mm-hmm. you know, do you have any kids that might need a job or want to sit on a board of a company? Oh, and you know, by the way, we're going to send our kids to your, your institutions and we're going to have a special club uh, inside that institution and you're not allowed to talk about it. And we right. want you to start um, making sure that it's politically incorrect and they start pushing these narratives, um, just like they do with their social credit scores and what you can say, what you can't say. And the cancel culture is directly related to and equal to Marxism. Oh, it, it sure is. It, it, right? it definitely, it definitely shares some parallels to Marxism, yeah. you know, so compromising materials, be it financial or, you know, like, uh, like what, what's his face there? Uh, you know, pretty boy from California. Newsom. Newsom. No, 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 no. Swalwell. Oh. And, and his girlfriend. Oh, Swalwell and Fang Fang. And Fang Fang. And, Fang Fang. And, yep. His, his girlfriend, uh, who happened to be, he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, doing the hunk of chunka with this chick and bang, bang out, with Fang Fang. Exactly. And she was a Chinese intelligence agent. Okay. And he had, uh, relations with her. She had access to him. Who knows how he's compromised, what kind of pictures they might have of him doing things that he might or might not should or shouldn't be doing. Uh, so, you know, it can come in financial uh, blackmail. It could come in compromising material or compromising situational blackmail. It's kind of like Epstein dragging people to the island and taking pictures of them uh, screwing uh, underage girls. Mm. You know, the place was wired for video and sound and God knows who was out there. And we all know what was going on. Come on now. Yeah. So they, they act in the same way. It's either blackmail, direct espionage. You know, Diane Feinstein's driver was a Chinese intelligence officer. I wonder how many conversations of what was going on on that phone that he can pick up on that driver and pass it on. Hmm. And they let it happen. How many, how many listening devices did he plant in her house? How oh, much, yeah. how much espionage did he commit? Uh, you know, what kind of materials, you know, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's done any investigation on that because, you know, Democrats get treated significantly different than Republicans, right? If that were a Republican, like a Ron Johnson or somebody like that, uh, or a Rand Paul that that had happened to, you'd never hear the end of it. Right. That right. would be, that would be front page news. Everybody'd be flipping out over it. Yep. Mm, apparently there's different rules. So China they play a very dirty game and I'm not saying we don't do the same thing. Okay. 
No, but they seem to have the upper hand right now. They have the momentum. They have the uh, uh, news on their side. They have they all sure kinds do. of things that are um, really just uh, going in their favor. Well, that's right. So, you know, look, the, the, the Olympics, I don't want to take anything away. And it really hurts me deeply that the, the kids that, I mean, and I mean the kids, I mean the real amateur athletes that participate in the Olympic Games. And I mean the real Olympic athletes. Not saying that the pros that go play in some of the sports mm -hmm. like the hockey team, I, I'm not saying they're not athletes. They're absolutely athletes. But the Olympics, the intent to me as I was raised was that if you're a kid with a dream and you can't make the pros because there's no pro sport in what you're doing, there's no pro curling, right? Mm -hmm. There's There's no pro cross-country skiing or biathlon you get really good at something you compete you spend your money your time perfecting your abilities and the goal is going to the olympics and winning a gold medal okay yep. it hurts my feelings that the kids or the the athletes that participate in these sports with that dream always seem to get put in the middle of the bullshit yeah that's really disappointing and that really sucks uh, but unfortunately it's a, it's a, it's a bad thing. Right. So enough about that. And we're going to have to keep an eye on it, but you know, the Olympics are going to be a happening thing. And I don't know a whole lot of people that are real interested in watching them, which is a real damn shame because that's, it's something that I looked forward to as a kid every, every few years. I, I was right. like, oh, the Olympics, we, we were glued to the television in the winter Olympics. Right. It's so cool. I don't think, so, well, no. And, and when they get back, they're going to have to really, truly quarantine them keep them separated and see if there's any illnesses that pop up truly they better and they're probably not going to and then we're going to have issues all over again so stock up on something it's totally possible that something could come back that we don't plan on right anyhow let's uh let's move along there that's 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 really hard to think about but mm -hmm. all right so in episode 69 we talked about uh, darpa and the eco health alliance right mm-hmm so we want to do a follow-up on that right. and kind of what have we done, you know, what have we seen? Because as we mentioned at the top of the show, when you talk about uh, the news cycle and what's being spoken about, I'm hearing crickets on that about yeah. DARPA and everything, right? Well, it's, 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 it's total crickets. Mm -hmm. um, so let's, let's go through a little bit and, and we'll talk about a little bit about it. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So basically what it worked out is the Eco Health Alliance, Peter Daszak's group, who's friends with uh, Fauci, they put in a white paper on a biotechnology request for proposals or an unsolicited or out of cycle BAA from DARPA asking for funding to perform what was deemed to be gain of function testing, right? By uh, mm -hmm. the fellow that reviewed it from DARPA. Now the inspector, what, what is curious and what we failed to mention in the episode and we kind of, we kind of missed it a little bit. So this is a good, good chance to um, maybe pull that apart a little bit, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe to go through it a little bit better. Apparently there is something going on and people are starting to look into this because that Marine Corps major that we mentioned, not that he didn't leak anything. He was just asked to write a report. That's and right. Report, he was doing his job. That's right. And the report that we cited was not a report for anybody other than the DOD inspector general. Somebody is looking into something. 
Right. The inspector general doesn't request a report unless they're doing an investigation. Can the DOD bring charges? Well, if they find criminality, they sure can do a referral. Hmm. Right, because they have their own investigative division, the inspector general's office. They're they're looking at somebody is looking at this. Mm-hmm. All right, now moving forward. That being said, right in that report, right in that report, mm-hmm. the inspector general that's gone to the inspector general. There were two things that were specifically mentioned that are very consequential that we need to be paying attention to. Right, and it, it could have it could have really drastically altered the the course of this pandemic, especially when we talk about uh, early treatment and curatives uh, that were stifled. It was said in the report. We mentioned it the last time, but we want to bring it up again. Uh, this seems to be gaining some small amount of traction. Uh, we're specifically talking about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Right, and they specifically uh, were noted in that paper to cure uh, by you know as uh, as curatives by the Eco Health Alliance. Now they, they knew up front that those two drugs, either alone or in concert, negate the effects of this virus. That's right, and you've been seeing in the periphery because the mainstream media is not bringing it up, but there are doctors and and providers alike that have have decided not to go and take the the Kool-Aid and become part of the medical establishment, but they actually have been using these medications along with the the mask protocol, you know, vitamins, um, and using these medications, people were getting better and staying out of the hospital. And they were were shortening these things. They were making miraculous recoveries. Now it's really curious. It's really curious. Sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. Right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's time to break out the tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those times where you could get out the Reynolds wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's warranted, you know, because why, and the question was asked and we're going to, we're going to move forward here a little bit real quickly here, mm-hmm. but why in the world did this report and all of this stuff and, and the, the BAA response, how did it find its way into a classified drive at DARPA? Because in other words, this is a non-classified report, right, Alpha? This was non-classified submission, uh, BAA submission. Yeah, and then all and of it, a sudden, it gets moved it. there yeah, by someone. Got, that's right. How it, did right? it get classified? How and why was it classified are questions that need to be asked. Oh, and so you mean when are, I said it because they wanted to hide it, I'm wrong? Because <laughs> they wanted to hide it. Well, they wanted to hide it. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got a guy out there. Everybody knows who Joe Rogan is, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the world is coming down on top of his shoulders and, you know, all those elderly rock stars uh, are, are pressuring Spotify to go ahead and get him canceled because of his uh, program with Dr. What's Malone, Malone right? Dr. McCullough right. um, talking about he's an epidemiologist talking about right. the numbers. Right. Um, even even Gupta, who's part of the CNN, was caught with his pants down. Yeah, lying. Lying because Joe Rogan challenged him about ivermectin because it was not horse paste and they were saying it was. That's right. Why so, did you accuse me of taking veterinary medicine? I got that's right. of money. I bought human shit. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what what is it what is it about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine that is forbidden from being heard out on the airwaves? Well, I think it because it works. That's why. 
Well, why was it hidden? Why was it classified? Because it works. Okay. Now because it works. Okay. So let's let's talk about misinformation. So you've sure. got Joni Mitchell and you've got Neil Young, all these washed up drug addict rock stars who were <laughs> one hit wonders from the seventies and eighties. They've got their music out there. You know, these people should just be thankful that anybody would want to listen to their crap anymore. Okay. Right, because rocking in the free world bothers me to all hell. Just so well, you know. it does, but that's fine. But look, I mean, some of the music, okay, great. I listen to a lot of it, and it's fine. As soon as you get political, I don't want to hear from you. Right. So now these people are saying, oh, Joe Rogan spreading misinformation about this, that, and the other thing. How the hell do you know what misinformation is? Are you the arbiter of misinformation? And you've got the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the mainstream medias of the world jumping on board saying, oh, you shouldn't be spreading misinformation. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask Bravo. Sure. Let me ask you a clutch question. Yeah. Was Russiagate, was there any truth to Russiagate in the PP hoax tape? Hell no. Nope. Proven to be false many times over, but people are still dragging that out. Right. Was that misinformation? Yes. hundred percent. Did Vladimir Putin put a bounty on American soldiers in Afghanistan? No, he did not. He did not. That was misinformation and propaganda. So who's going to jump all over these idiots for that kind of crap, which is significantly more harmful than Joe Rogan mentioning two drugs that happen to be in the freaking report and the BAA as curatives from the people who developed this virus? Well, unfortunately, uh, in the terms of propaganda, this is what we're falling under, which equals communism and Marxism. Oh, oh it's terrible. It's worse. It's it's that's why it's, it's happening. Snug up yeah. your tinfoil hat. There's a lot to unpack here. Right. Okay. So we talked a little bit about Madison Cawthorn penned a, a beautiful letter. Yes. And it's to the Secretary of Defense, the Director of the CDC, and the Director of HHS, Health and Human Services. Okay. So we read that in episode 69, and it asks some key questions that we've gone over here. You know, why was this classified? What is the process for classifying this information? What's the, you know, the who, what, where, when, why's, and how's of the report to the IG that the major wrote? Mm -hmm. Okay. I picked up the phone and I started dialing Congress people. Mm. I called Madison Cawthorn's office. Yep. Let me give you his phone number, everybody. 202-225-6401. Yep. I wish you all the best in getting a hold of him. They're not answering the phone. I went on Getter and I found Madison Cawthorn and I shot him. I posted after him, you know, please get have somebody get in touch with me because I'd like to discuss so and so and so and so. I want to talk about it because nobody else is. I also called Matt Getz's office, Harshbarger's office, Weber. McLean and Posey's office. I called all of them. I got the same thing. Crickets. No way to leave a message. Nobody to talk to. Mm. So I'm trying to commit a random act of journalism here to ask them, you know, you pen this letter and it's a congressional inquiry to the DOD, the HHS and the CDC. This is a congressional. Mm -hmm. They owe you answers within a certain amount of time. Yep. Now, I want to know what's been done. Has the DOD even responded? What are your next steps? There's, there's nothing they can't tell me from these questions. Right. This isn't classified, top secret. No. You're not, you know, no need to know. This is public domain at this point. Right. This is an open congressional. 
The answers they get back, I might not be privy to some of those answers. Those might be closed session answers, which, you know, I don't like that idea, but I can accept it. All they would have to do is say, we're pursuing it. We're still paying attention to it. Has a DOD responded? That's a yes or no question, right? You mean, mean they answer the phone? Hello? Hello, Mr. Sierra. We'd like to uh, thank you for calling us. What can we help you with? Oh, yeah. I was wondering if uh, you got around to that letter. Oh, yeah. We're working on it. We can't really talk about it. Okay. Thank you very much. That's the conversation wanted. Fair enough. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Tell tell me that you're, tell me that something is being done because Mm. we said it before, most consequential, personally impactful event of our lifetime and probably of this century or the last century. Mm -hmm. So what's being done. Mm. I would encourage everybody, everybody that would listen to this. You get on the horn to your representatives, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your political leanings are. I think the American people deserve to know the truth mm-hmm. behind COVID-19 and, and what's being done to investigate the origins of it, how we were involved in it, what role the United States government had in funding its development, we need to know. And I right. think the and, and there are a lot of people in this country that have completely lost faith in the medical establishment in this country and certainly the political establishment in this country, you know, from local federal, state and local levels. The right. only thing that will restore the faith that the American people have is the truth. That's right. Uh, you know. What would you do, Bravo? I mean, put yourself put yourself out there. What what would you do? Well, I would really like to go down uh, and drive down to D.C., go to the office building, make an appointment, say, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about my representative about this. Uh, not that we can get them on the phone and talk to them and set up an appointment, but let's just pretend I could um, and ask some questions, but they're not paying attention to us. Now, there are local offices. I mean, maybe we should try... Uh, heading towards our local office representatives and saying, hey, we would like to talk to you. Um, we know they ignore emails. We know they're ignoring your, your telephone calls. So I, we're at a loss here. Um, oh, by the way, you couldn't even get into the, the Capitol Hill because they blocked it all off, if I remember correctly. That's cannot, right. So it's no, it's no longer uh, you know public access to their representatives anymore. Unbelievable. Well, with that being said, I think I think we can do the best we can do. Uh, continue phone calls, continue emails, uh, give us an answer, darn it, and uh, keep going with it. But it, we need to not let this drop, and and not uh, get into the four day uh, news cycle where we forget about it. That's really what I would do, Alpha. Well, I believe in my heart of hearts that that letter that was penned by Matt Getz uh, and uh, Madison Cawthorn and, and his crew there. Uh, Cawthorn, Getz, Harshberger, Weber, McLean, and Posey. One of the most consequential congressional inquiries of of my lifetime, as it would relate to a personally impactful event and getting to the truth. Mm-hmm. And it it just needs to be done. And I don't care, like I said before, if you're a Democrat or Republican, you need to be pressuring your representative, your congressperson. Confront them about it. Call them on the phone, even if they're a Democrat and they don't want to hear you. The more you talk about it to them, the more they have to listen to you. Right. So this is not a Democrat or Republican issue. This is an American issue that right. needs to be needs to be resolved. Right. So 
something else we wanted to bring up with everyone here. Uh, this has to do with um, a lawsuit that's occurring in the uh, international realm. And that has to do with, uh, again, uh, the Indian uh, lawsuit. India, I mean, you know, the big country in, in Asia there. Uh, India is suing the WHO, the World Health Organization. Why? Well, it seems that they're suing for the right uh, to do ivermectin with their population. Now, we, we came across some information from before. Oh, where well they, they huh. were doing they were doing ivermectin yeah that's what i'm saying they, yeah they were and, doing that from before now and well, it the, was the, the who came in and interfered in one of the provinces and put out some information that they sh people shouldn't take it there that's right no, no, that's right so what i was what i was mentioning was the death rates went down to pretty much zero you know, as close as you can get without being an absolute and helped uh reduce those death uh, and and now the death rates are going back up again so why are the, Why is the WHO messing around with the government's ability to treat their own patients? Uh, because it goes against the narrative, possibly because they're not using the vaccine. You know, whatever reason they can't get it. Again, these are things that we bring up uh, just to say why. And um, well, there you have it. Uh, that that article is available for you in the Desert Review. That's right. And, and what's important is there's going to be a reckoning. And we're going to talk about this here in a quick second here with the Project mm -hmm. Veritas information. But I, I feel that there's going to be a large worldwide reckoning in the, in the after action report of, of this whole pandemic, this worldwide pandemic. You know, we're going to we're going to find out, you know, where did the money go and who who profited the most from this? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that I think that there you need to stay tuned to that. You sure. You need to stay tuned to it. Yep. Um, that that's something that nobody's talking about. Nobody is talking about that. So right. On the last, uh, the last bit, the last segment that we have for you is a little something from our friends at Project Veritas and Project Veritas and James O'Keefe and his crew. They're the only true hardcore investigative reporters left. Period. Right. That are doing the doing the work of uh, the mainstream media. Which that's, is why the mainstream, that's why the yeah. mainstream media is uh, making themselves, as far as I'm concerned, somewhat irrelevant, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're removing themselves from the conversation. They talk about other people, you know, they, they throw around, you're a purveyor of misinformation, when, when in fact they have been the purveyors of misinformation all along. It's blame it's others funny, for what you're doing. It's funny how they, what, they, what they're accusing us of doing, they're doing them themselves. And whatever they say is sticking not to us, to them. You that's know. right. But anyway, so well, here's here's a video that we wanted to share with everyone about Project Veritas, uh, and we'll play this, and we'll talk about it at, on the other end. Stand by. I'm like, he would have never known he had COVID if he hadn't gotten sh gunshot wounds. Tell us your name, your title, where you work. My name is Jean Stagg. I am a nurse with, or was a nurse with United Healthcare, uh, community and state plan of Louisiana. Why come to Project Veritas? Well, I've been seeing some uh, cases come over that um, were coded as COVID-19 that I felt should not have been coded as COVID-19. So that may be, um, you know, showing some higher numbers as well. They did test positive for COVID, but they went in for other reasons, but they are still being counted in our numbers. Yeah, thank you so much, John. That was great. When did you first notice this trend? I would say it's around um, June or July. I started seeing some cases which 
should not have been COVID, in my opinion. I've had a couple where it was like scheduled vaginal deliveries or um, car wrecks. That wasn't their reason for going to the hospital. The only way they're going to show up on my census is if COVID is their primary diagnosis. I don't want to say it's fraud and abuse, but I mean, should I be reporting stuff like that or just letting it go? We are finding, you know, people as we work them up who are COVID positive and they had no inclination to even know mm -hmm. they might be positive. That's never my number one code in that situation. And I thought that they got reimbursed at Medicare rate instead of Medicaid rate. They do. I mean, Medicare rate would be significantly higher than Medicaid, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. This is actually a health plan advisory. They have amended it multiple times. And this is basically telling them that all utilization management for all medical hospitalizations, including but not limited to initial service authorizations and concurrent reviews must be suspended. Now, this is not specific to COVID-19. This is every single hospital admission we're not allowed to do medical necessity review. So it gives the hospitals free reign to admit anything they want, code it however they want, keep the patients in the hospital as long as they want, and we're not gonna deny anything. Well, yep. we talked about that how long ago? That was back in uh, September of the season one, and uh, I noticed it personally uh, as a, uh, as a volunteer uh -huh. on a scene of a very uh, tragic accident. And that person was being tested for uh, COVID when the diagnosis should have read uh, rapid deceleration syndrome. And Otherwise known to the lay people as you freaking died in a bad car accident. That's right. And they were testing for COVID and there was money that was even going towards other agencies besides hospitals and stuff. If they were uh, treated, you know, diagnosed with COVID. Right. So the bottom line here is if you put a diagnosis of COVID on anything that walks in the door, you're allowed to charge a higher rate. Mm -hmm. You get reimbursed at a higher rate from the federal government at a, at a Medicare rate. Instead uh, of the Medicaid rate. Let me give an, everyone a practical example here. So if you, if um, Medicaid was developed, uh, uh, Medi-Cal in California, Medicaid, New York, it's, it's the uh, insurance for people who can't afford it. And those that are unfortunate, you know, that don't have a high enough income and they qualify and they're, they're poor or indigent, they're given, they're provided with Medicaid. Okay. The problem with Medicaid is that the rates have never caught up with Medicare, although even though they're all federal run programs, Medicaid, if you go to the primary care provider's office or go to the emergency room for that matter, and it just happens to be the first visit of the year, they'll give you $8 uh, for that visit. And that could have been for a workup of whatever magnitude. Just think about the CAT scans, the x-rays, the, the blood tests, all the things that have to happen when in an emergency situation. Yes, they're, 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 they're giving you $8 and say, thank you very much. Now, when COVID hit, everything was shut down. They shut down elective procedures, which are money makers on the other end for hospitals. Uh, elective procedures are considered hip replacements, knee replacements, um, uh, biopsies, breast biopsies, all the things that are very important to healthcare. And they consider it elective because it's not an emergency. Okay. They consider it elective and that wasn't being done. So instead, 
there was a modifier provided by the Medicare administrative service that allowed for uh, hospitals to make a whole bunch of money because they had a modifier saying it was COVID. So what it comes down to is, did they have COVID? Were they in the hospital because they couldn't breathe because of COVID? Or were they in the hospital because they couldn't breathe because their lungs were shutting down from their 20,000 years of smoking and they considered up oh, COVID positive. Now we get more money for it. You'd be the, uh, you, Hey, the information's out there. You'd be the judge. Well, so, you know, aside from the money aspect of it, there's, there's a very human aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask a question of you, Bravo. Mm-hmm. Would the delay of a lot of elective procedures or other procedures maybe contribute to a higher death rate? Yes, definitely. And let's let's just let's just start going down the list I just gave. Right? Say you delay. Uh, we we talked about at the top of the show. It's very important to get your screenings done. Okay. If you can't have a colonoscopy, and they can't find the polyp uh, that's small, about a millimeter, two millimeters high, yeah, they can snip that off. Bleeding is very minimal, um, and they can get that in the uh, very early. If that's let alone for a year, that becomes a big mass. And instead of just snipping it, now you have to lose a whole section of your colon to cancer. And if it spreads out of your out of your colon, then you're talking about chemotherapy. So you see the difference here? The delay. So preventative medicine is the best way to go. So let me ask you a question. Sure. When you go to a doctor and you go in for your physical, which is pretty much elective, right? Yep. You go in, the doctor examines you and he says, geez, you know, I don't really like that. I don't like the way that mole looks. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way your lymph nodes feel. Let me look at that. You've got a lump here. You know, hey, doc, it hurts when I do this. Let me take a look at it. Let's do some further tests. When all of that goes away, what happens? What are the long-term effects of that? You you have health implications that go beyond just something that could have been taken care of. Uh, you know, they say the um, ounce of prevention is a pound of cure. That's right. Now, one other thing with hips and knees and, you know, yeah, sure. You don't, do you really need a hip replacement? Well, let's just, let's just see the impact on the person's life, their lifestyle. They can't get up out of a chair. They can't walk. They can't drive. They can't because of the pain and a hip replacement would allow them uh, to, to be more mobile. People that are immobile develop clots, pneumonias, uh, heart attacks, become deconditioned. All right. That's so right. That's right. there's a whole bunch of complications and we're, and this is the real health policy that should be implemented. Not, not the health policy of those who have and have not get off that nonsense and concentrate on things that we can do that would help people ask the question, why aren't we doing this? You know, so basically what this boils down to was, you know, is, is this some kind of a, a, a conspiracy for the hospitals and providers to recover a lot of the financial losses that they've suffered over the years from uninsured or un- unable to pay people, or just the fact that they're running a poor business, uh, you know, they're they're selling a good for uh, less than what it costs them to produce, and they're getting the you know, they're using Uncle Sam as a piggy bank. I would have to say, I'd say there's waste, fraud, and abuse to say yes. Yeah, and here's here's something else. Um, when you try to manage costs by what they call cavitation, where you have a certain amount for that one patient, that's all you get. Or they, there's only a, a whole, there's a, a limited supply of funds available to go towards healthcare. And they, the hospitals are always trying to find ways to make more money here, make more money there. 
And what ends up happening is um, that they, they would love to have single payer and not have all these insurance companies with different rates and all this other stuff. And if you want to know how single payer works, look at Canada, doesn't work. Look at the United Kingdom, doesn't work. Look at the VA, our own system of the VA doesn't work. No, it does right? not work. If you were allowed to know what the costs were, you can go around, you say, well, this hospital A and hospital B, I'm going to compare their, their, what rates they, they have, how well they do their procedures, um, and look at the nuts and bolts of these things. You would see our healthcare system be much more efficient. There's so much, as you said, alpha, waste, fraud, and abuse that they're trying to figure out ways to waste, fraud, and abuse themselves richer. That's my opinion. Well, it'll be very interesting to see how this is dealt with someday, someday, some way, somehow Mm. there has to be, there has to be a reckoning here and there has, and there has to be that come to Jesus moment where everybody sits down with the, with the accountants and they look at the real numbers and the real situation. You know, what really concerns me about this whole thing, um, and it, it, it is, and isn't related to the project Veritas video is I've been reading and hearing some very solid information about the death rates being skewed uh, because of, you know, they were admitted to the hospital because of COVID or with COVID. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a big difference there. Uh, If they were admitted to the hospital and they die, you know, with COVID, not because of it, they're Mm -hmm. counting as a COVID death. Um, And there are, like I asked the question, you know, are there repercussions to the forsaking routine medical care and medical screenings, such as your colonoscopies, your mammograms, even dental care is in Mm -hmm. tremendously important um, thing because, you know, your, your dental health is directly related to your cardiac and pancreatic health. We all know that. Self-esteem. Well, a number of different issues. You can have serious health repercussions from not taking care of your teeth, Mm -hmm. you know, What's the real data? Because there's a lot of death, excess death that's occurred that we can't account for. Mm. And they're saying COVID, but it's not. Right. They're starting to pull apart the data as we speak. There are people out there that are looking at this and looking at the rate of death and looking at the COVID deaths versus the non-COVID deaths. And what they're doing is they're detuning those numbers. Mm -hmm. And they're hoping to do it in the dark so nobody sees. That's right. And you need to put a little bit of sunlight on that because as bad as COVID is for certain people, I don't think it warranted the level of response that it got from the entire world, right? especially this country. Uh, and there's some evidence that Johns Hopkins is putting out that we'll talk about in another episode that would lead one to believe that this was a vast overreaction and everything that we did to hurt the economy and slow people down and prevent people from going and seeking medical care was useless right and on that note folks you know we present you the information you make your own decisions we want you to remember the things that we're talking about here we want you not to forget the fact that there are things that happened a few days ago that we've already moved on from and we need to keep that fresh in our memories and we're going to keep moving forward with more information and more of the same style because that's how you get to the hard truth of today's current events That's right. You don't let anybody, you don't drop it. You don't let it go. And you keep after it and pursue the truth and pursue it and pursue it and pursue it and ask the questions. 
And that's what we hope to do here on the Signal 50 podcast. And we're glad you're here with us. That's right. And on that note, we're going to we're going to we're going to get out of here and we're going to wish you the best of day possible. Please feel free to visit us at our getter pages uh, at Alpha Sierra 288 and at Bravo Golf 592. We're going to be on locals. We're going to set up a show page. We got a whole lot of stuff going on. Make sure to visit us on Telegram. Find us at Signal 50. Uh, if you find one of us on Getter, you know, I have links up there to our, our, uh, our excuse me, our Telegram page. Uh, we have a chat and a an official page. On that note, we'd like to thank our soldier, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. We really owe it to you, our frontline healthcare workers that did go to work, and a lot of them did get very sick. Uh, over the past couple of years, they worked through a lot. They worked a lot of hours. There were a lot of people that ran to the hospitals for care, and we do appreciate them very much. On that note, have a great one. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.